3: have you ever thought about starting your own podcast you know when we were trying to get this podcast off the ground we had a lot of questions how do you record an episode how do i get the show into all the apps people like to listen to you know best of all how do we like to make money off this podcast the answer to every one of these questions is really simple anchor anchor is a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast best of all It's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to to podcast right away. In fact, that's what we're doing right now by reading this ad. You know, I like to listen to to my scary podcast during the week while I'm at work. And man, let me tell you, it just gets me in an extra zone so I can keep working all day long. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm/.start. To join me and a diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast.
0: Welcome back to the High Low Sports Podcast. It's DJ and Kelsey, this time with a third member of the crew. Devin is joining us. We're gonna talk about NBA predictions. Well the NBA season they say doesn't even start till Christmas, so I'm still counting this as a preseason prediction, even though we're like 10 games in.
3: Hey, this is the we just we just got their preseason in, in America, that's all it is.
0: However you want to word it. So Kelsey and I already did our awards predictions. So Devin, we're gonna have you start out, tell us about who you have winning awards, who's gonna win coach of the year, MVP, etc. Tell us what you got going on.
4: I'll start with kind of the least important one the coach of the year and I think
0: coach of the year is going to be Brad Stevens Brad's plan that Celtics team is just killing
4: it um they just look so much different without Kyrie they just look so much better uh rookie of the year got the only good thing about the worst team in the NBA Eric Pascal (laughs) only good thing to watch with those Warriors uh most improved player Uh, I actually picked SAG uh, he's killing it. He He's, like, doubling all his rookie stats this year. Like, everything is, like, two times better. Uh,
1: sixth man is going to – I have uh, Bojan. The Bojan with the Kings.
4: He's shooting such a high clip of threes. Super efficient. I think he'll be the sixth man. Uh, Defensive player of the year. I got Marcus Smart um, with that Celtics team. It's just killing it. So good. And
3: then MVP – He'll be the only player to ever get Rookie of the Year and then MVP, uh, youngest MVP ever, Luca. Whoa! Okay, already you're going Luca with the MVP. Uh, Luca, man, he's the beast.
0: He's okay. I okay. So I see what you're doing there. Okay.
3: Look, I, I gotta say, I, I respect it, especially the Kings. You know, pick. You know, Bogdanovich uh, in there. I, I'm definitely a homer on that one. I gotta say, but Luca and MVP. Yeah, man. I, don't know. I, I watched uh, the Kings, and I was just I was just enthralled with Bo,
4: Bogan. Bojan, he's just a beast. I was just impressed. And then, dude, Luca. He's just he's unreal. What are you doing right now?
0: I'm not going to lie. If all these predictions come true, we're going to Vegas, because that's definitely out there. I, that's interesting. Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year. I, I'm intrigued. Let's... Let's see it. I'd be, that'd be fun. Look, he prides himself
3: I, on defense. I, I don't hate it, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I just if he that's gets the scary. minutes and makes enough like defensive stats, I kind of like it, like getting more steals and stuff yeah. as opposed to just annoying the shit out of people.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Which nobody yeah. does that better than him besides maybe Patrick Beverly's broken. Look at me, I am captain now. Look at ass self. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. All right, so that's the award predictions, and Kelsey and I did our own. You can go check those out as well. I think now we're going to get into the predictions for the what the playoffs are going to look like. So, Devin, as the guest, tell us how you have the East seedings going. We'll start with the East. Tell us how you have the seeds one through eight. Okay. I'm
4: going to start eight and go up. So, my eighth seed, I got the Pistons. Um, they're not doing great right now. I just <laughs> I think they have too much talent to not make it at least that eighth
1: seed. And I have no no trust in a certain team.
0: So you're, one player. so you're well, thinking Blake yeah, but, Griffin's going to get healthy is what you're saying.
4: I, I'm thinking <laughs>
0: yeah, Blake's think. going to come back and play okay. And I mean, Drummond's still
4: he's getting better. Yeah, like, He's looking like Drummond from like four years ago, averaging 20 and 20. It's just insane. I, yeah. but,
3: mm-hmm. I think my uh, one so question they, with that team is, is Ken Reggie Jackson. They got, not Reggie Jackson at all.
0: They got Derrick Rose now. In case he starts screwing, like, "Hey Derrick, you get in there." <laughs> Dude, I would
4: just start Derrick over K- uh, over Reggie Jackson.
0: Heck, yeah, yeah. make Reggie Jackson your sixth man, where he honestly he's done his best work too. I mean, it's not a bad pick. I didn't really think about them honestly because with no Blake, I was like, "Nah." Exactly. I'm yeah. the same
1: way.
0: <laughs> not bad. Though. All right, go and continue now. Uh, seven,
4: good old Wizards man, just a complete homer, and I, I think they're gonna somehow squeeze in.
0: Bradley Beal's gonna average forty. Dude. Look, if they if they
3: make the playoffs, Doctor Strange has, has has some competition on his hands for best wizards in the mm-hmm. world. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, and then I think
1: the Raptors are gonna fall down a little bit, but they're still gonna make the playoffs in that six seed. Um, like Pascal's
4: ascending, but I just I don't trust Kyle Lowry and the rest to. Keep them in that like fourth spot they're in right now.
3: You don't trust Big Shot Kyle? <laughs>
1: oh no! I don't
4: trust Big Shot Kyle, man. Not Kyle. <laughs> I trust him more than I trust Kyrie, which Ooh. is really weird because Kyrie's such a big shot. But I just I don't know. Uh, oh, shots five. Five. I got the Pacers. I think
0: Odie going to come back, and they're just going to get better. Uh, Heat at four. 76 Sixers at three. Celtics at two, and the Bucks at one. Okay, not bad. I, I like it, Kelsey. You want to go next? Tell us what you're thinking with the East. Yeah, so
3: so for the East, I got eight seed. Uh, I did not pick the Pistons. Uh, I, I definitely want the Hawks at the eight seed. I think Trey Young stepping up, Collins is stepping up down low. Once he gets back from his suspension. Yeah, you know, know obviously I suspension yeah. withholding. Um, I, I don't know. I see a lot of good things with the with the Hawks team, and you still got Vince Carter, the ageless wonder, out there.
0: The Frank Gore of the NBA. Good, good
3: enough for for one or two points a game, like, you know, he's, he's not terrible, but he's... He's the man can still dunk. Yeah, exactly, like, you know, and he can, he can help the team get to the playoffs. I think they, they sneak in at that eight seed.
0: I think if Cam Reddish, if he elevates his game and makes him as, like, that third, fourth guy and is like, oh, okay, we got to guard him and he can snipe and defend, then I think they have a real strong chance. I think a lot of it's weirdly on his shoulders.
3: Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of that Vince Carter comes into play with Cam Reddish. I think the development of Cam Reddish is going to depend a lot on how Vince Carter can teach him and instruct him. And, I, you know, I feel like it's one of those situations like what you see with, like, uh, Joe Flacco and some of these guys in the NFL where they get these young quarterbacks in. They're like, I'm not going to teach him, but he can learn from what I do. And I think that's kind of what Cam Reddish needs to do with Vince Carter. Um, but, yeah, I, did, I think there's too much good going on in Atlanta to not get them in the playoffs. Uh, seven seed, I got the Pacers right here. Um, okay. You know, I, I question whether, whether Victor, when he comes back, is he going to be Oladipo, the dominant, or is he going to be Oladipo, the kid that first year out of in in Indiana looking kind of suspect? Uh, that's that's my biggest question with the Pacers. Um, the Raptors, I got to the six Same reasons. I don't trust Kyle. I don't trust Van Fleet. Uh, you know, Siakam is good, but Siakam's a a downgrade from Giannis. And until he proves otherwise, until he gets an outside shot, you're not going to improve very much. Uh, Marcus Soule disappeared, so once he decides to come back, maybe they can move up in the range, but I, I doubt it. Uh, Miami, 5 seed Bam is playing out of his mind right now. Um, you still have Jimmy Butler. You still have Goran Dragic, or, yeah, Dragic. And then, you know, it's it, it's a team that will that surprise some teams.
0: Don't forget, Tyler, I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain, Tyler Hero. We,
3: we don't want to talk it. about Tyler Hero
4: ever. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dragic coming
3: off the bench is just filthy, man. Yeah, Dragic, J- you know Dragic still has some 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 gas left in the tank. So it, he was always good with the Suns, and it's like he got to the Heat, and he just eh, injuries caught up with him finally. So maybe this is probably the best thing for his career to come off the bench. He
0: said last year's Dwayne
3: Wade, they're a top three seed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, number four, I got the Nets. I, I just with Kyrie, with the addition of Kyrie, I don't see. A lot of movement forward for them, they're, they're really stagnant right now. It's not, it's ugly, <laughs> but I, I do think adding Kyrie along with the pieces you already had automatically gets you a playoff spot and automatically gets you in the top four for the East. And it's just, I don't yeah. see anything beyond that.
0: DeAndre Jordan's your sixth man, I mean, that's all, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's you a know, deep team,
3: Clarice LaVert is. Is up and coming player, Dinwiddie is still there. You know, you got you got pieces there, you just got to put them together.
0: If you decide to go big, you have Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan. I mean, good luck going to the rim on that.
3: And then when KD gets healthy, KD to slide in there. Oh, good luck.
0: If he comes in this year, oh boy.
3: Yeah, exactly. Um, speak, speaking of big teams, the 76ers. <laughs> Biggest uh, team I, in the last 20 years. <laughs> I got the three seed. Everything they're doing, Big Ben, or Big Ben, uh, Ben Simmons. How ben. dare you! <laughs> ben simmons finally hit his uh first three-pointer in the nba so who knows what's what's left for him now you know god just it's just an nba title left
0: god if he hits five of them he might be the mvp of the year
3: it's possible i just i think there's too much good with the 76ers um uh, the bucks i got it too i don't see them getting over this hump they have yet but i do still see Giannis being Giannis and giannis <laughs> seeing all over the people. I run out of verbs for Giannis. He's just his own little creature. Little creature. My really big creature. Uh, and then the Celtics at number one. Uh, you know, Devin, your pick with Brad Stevens as the coach of the year is kind of part of my thinking on this. He's just – he's doing so great with what he has. Uh, yeah. Kemba – I think Kemba fits perfectly in this offense. He's not like Kyrie in the fact he needs to be ball dominant. He can work within the offense and keep this offense clicking. And basically – to use a football term, on schedule, basically. Um, and Marcus Smart, and if he can continue to play great defense, there's not a whole lot standing in the way. Hopefully Kemba's injury isn't, you know, too bad, but it was just a concussion, but, you know, we'll see.
0: Hopefully he bounces back quickly from it, too, like, and 100%.
3: Yep. All right, so, DJ, what you got?
0: So, at the eighth seed, I got the Nets. Too deep and too talented to keep out of the playoffs, but something's fishy there. I feel like they almost need KD in that team to stabilize everything. Like, as talented as they are, there's been – there's been a lot of weirdness with Kyrie there. Like, all these weird reports, and then on the when you watch him on the court, something's just weird. They yeah. need a stabilizing force with KD to, think, I think, make that run. But in the meantime, they're still deep as hell. They're still really good, well-coached. Eight-seed school with them.
4: Kyrie was the, the reason I didn't even put the Nets on my top eight. I was just like, I can't, can't put
0: him there. Interesting. Who would have thought? Like, arguably the best finisher in the league. It's like, nah, but he's the reason we can't put him in there. But... With Kyrie, it kind of makes sense, honestly, because something's been weird with him since that finals run, really. Something's just been a little off with him.
3: Yeah, it it kind of reminds me of what Steve Francis was back in the day before he went to the Rockets with Yao. He was just always kind of the problem child for his teams, and he didn't have a superstar to balance him. Then we got put with Yao, and in Houston, it was like something clicked with him, and he's like, Oh, wait, I'm that dude.
0: If Kyrie can return to being that dude... I think the Nets could climb up my list, but in the meantime, I'm just having them there as a deep, well-coached team, basically, that underachieves but still gets there. Kind of like last year's Celtics, but with less pieces and less overall talent. Then at seven, I got the Raptors because, I mean, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, they're a perennial playoff team in the last seven-ish years or whatever it is. So take away Kawhi, you take away a ring, but you're still a playoff team. Number six, I got the Magic. I don't know why, and I can't justify it, but they got a good amount of talent like Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, they got, some, they got some players. I think they make it back. I mean, maybe we see Mo Bamba turn into the force he was coming out of the draft, too. I mean. And, you know, I
3: still think they got the still of the draft. They got Chumo Kiki coming off an of injury, too. I, I have them just outside in the top eight, but they probably have the most chance to break in, too.
0: And they're just. We talked about how the, the Sixers are one of the biggest teams. This team could line up pretty giant themselves, too. I mean, they have, like, what, 18 centers of power forwards and, like, one point guard. <laughs> I mean, And then at five, I got the slightly disappointing but still, still pretty impressive 76ers. I think they have all the talent in the world, but there's, they have a weird set of pieces. Like Tobias Harris hasn't looked as good since he got signed. And the way the offense works, it, he's better as like a stretch power forward for them as opposed to this weirdly oversized three that shoots pretty decently but doesn't necessarily make his own shot but at the same time wants to score 30. He's, he's a weird piece in this offense that has Ben Simmons dribbling the ball and trying to throw no-look passes and Joel Embiid shooting threes. And Al Horford's a freak of nature. He's going to bounce it out when Embiid's hurt. But I I think they're going to underachieve just a little bit. They don't have J.J. Redick. Their shooting's not nearly what it could be. Ben Simmons with, with Stanley. I mean, uh, God yeah. forbid. If he makes one three a game, then I stand corrected. They can shoot now.
3: You know, they, they still have Josh Richardson there, too. So we'll see if he ever puts it together again. Yeah, but
0: he's not exactly J.J. Reddick shooting threes yeah. where he where he strikes fear in your hearts after he makes two in a row. It's like, oh, boy, here we go again. Yeah. Oh, God. I feel like his three-point game is a byproduct of getting chased, off
3: the, uh, or getting chased to the line when he was younger.
0: Basically. And then he can defend, though. Like, this team defensively could be a force. I mean, assuming Cat and Joel don't get into a fight because clearly they're not fighting anybody. But defensively, they can do all right. And then at four, I got the surprising Miami Heat. I think just the structure of the Heat team. You now have a healthy superstar in Jimmy Butler. Tyler Hero. Bam. Kind of Kelly Olynyk. He can make plays sometimes. Whatever. Goran Dragic. Like, they have enough pieces in this in this Eastern Conference to make a good run. I think they're really well coached. They have a good structure. at them as the fourth seed. Number three seed. In Vic, we trust. I got the Pacers. I think with... Miles Turner is probably the third best center in the East, honestly, behind behind Joel Embiid and Andre. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> who else is really up there that you really worry about as center? Jokic. Like Jokic <laughs> is in the West, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then basically, I have the, them there. Plus, I love the addition of Brogdon. I think once Vic, Victor Oladipo comes back, they're going to be fine. Dante Sabonis looks like a man child all of a sudden. He's playing like an all star. So I'm going to have them at three. I think Victor's going to come in, ease himself in for a few weeks, and get right back to terrorizing everybody. Number two, I got everybody's favorite Celtics. Jason Tatum is ascending. He looks like that player everyone was hyping up after that playoff series against the Cavaliers. Jalen Brown actually looks really, really good. I'm not the biggest Jalen Brown fan, but he's, he's putting it together. He's looking like more than just a defensive player who can shoot. We talked about Marcus Spartan, and Kemba Walker at length. Kemba Walker back at UConn when he was hitting step backs. I love, I love watching him play, and he has that. We talked about Kyrie, but something's just weird with him. Kemba has absolutely none of that. He's playing to win every single play. He, I mean, he dove head, he ran headfirst into somebody unintentionally playing defense. So I mean,
3: in the in, in, within the 20th game of the season, like he's doing this before the 20 game mark.
0: Exactly, and and he can pass the ball. He can distribute. It. He doesn't look to get stats. He get. And if he does, he does a very good job of hiding it. So
1: yeah.
0: I have them at two. Then I think Giannis continues to dominate the league. I think the East, Eastern Conference in the history of it has had like one guy that just dominates, even if he doesn't make the finals every year. When you go back like LeBron, there was Jordan, there was Larry Bird. There, there's always just seems to be a guy in the East that just dominates. And I think it's Giannis' time. I think they're about, about to be a perennial Eastern Conference NBA Finals contender for many years to come. And I think they continue with another 60-ish win season this year, maybe 60, 61. Giannis will give you like the 28, 15, and 8 stupid stat line with two, two and a half blocks. Defensive Player of the Year candidate. He's probably the most well-rounded player in the league right now. It's just his ability to dominate everything besides shooting threes.
3: Yeah.
0: So that's what I have for the East. So.
3: I like it. I, 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 I like yeah. it. You know, we flip flop our Celtics, Bucks pick, but if you look at the records I have for them, they're one win apart. And on, you know. Um, the one thing I got to say is we all have the heat in the 4 5 seed in that range right there. 4 5 6. It's, uh, it's something to say about a team who loses somebody in Dwayne Wade who's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, we're going to draft some kid that's out of Kentucky who's probably not the biggest uh, C- Kentucky player to
0: come out. He I mean, transitioned really cleanly so yeah. far, though. I mean, his, his
3: jump shot's actually because he didn't have a three point shot at Kentucky last year. It just went off the charts, it just disappeared. And he has actually looked better shooting three-pointers in the NBA than he did last year in college, and that's crazy.
0: And I like Jimmy Butler. He gives him a yeah. little bit of a defensive attitude as well as a guy that's like, oh, okay, get out of my way. I'm going to get this bucket, everybody out of the way. Like, he just gives him that dude, which yeah. it's very nice. And then I believe Eric Spolstra is a damn good coach. Pat Riley organizing that thing off the top. When everyone buys in and they have the right players, I think they can just make runs. So Absolutely. Like the
4: most surprising rookie of the year and none just
0: exactly. blown up.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. And I gotta say, Devin, I'm surprised your boy Cam registered not make an appearance on your playoff list.
0: I, I know. I, it's, I don't know. I think I've watched him too much. <laughs> Maybe you've, <laughs> you've <laughs> watched the Hawks too much, and now you see all the negative. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't
4: know. The one thing when watching a game in person that like blew my mind is how rich Giannis is. Like, the
0: man's just yoked. Yeah, he doesn't make sense. Like, he's... That's like, not creating... We talk about Julio Jones being, like, Predator from Alien versus Perry. Giannis, it looks like he ate two Predators and became that. Dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
4: it's insane. I
0: was like...
3: This is, a, this is a kid that came into the league looking like a string bean at 160 pounds soaking wet, and now he's 212, 220,
0: something, somewhere in that range. It's yeah. just like... He looks like the Hulk. And he still has freakishly yeah. long arms that are longer than both of us standing on top of each other's shoulders. But now they're thicker than they're not just lead pipes. Now they're tree trunks. I mean,
3: absolutely.
0: That he doesn't make yeah. sense. So I think he's also going to be a candidate for MVP yet again. So I think it's oh, as far as the East yeah. goes, it's Giannis' time. There will be other teams that still get a little bit here and there, kind of like when it was LeBron time. But it's Giannis' time in the East. He's going to be the beast in the East for a long time. I think.
3: I just I think this is just one of those years where I think the team over, over overwhelms the single player. I think that's. What, we got in, what they got in Boston right now with Brad Stevens leading the charge and an actual team. Like, Gordon Hayward actually looks like Gordon Hayward again. When he's healthy. Y- you know, yeah, yeah, obviously. But he is actually playing not like he did last
2: year. <laughs> like, we'll see the, if the ghost of Gordon Hayward.
0: We'll see if he can bounce back from this yeah. injury, though, and not be the ghost at the yeah. end. So, we'll, anyway, so now we'll go to the West and go to Seedings. Devin, take it away. Who do you have in the overcrowded, not enough room in the anywhere West?
4: Uh, I've got the Trailblazers at eight.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, getting
4: there, getting it all together. Barely. <laughs> just barely making it into the
0: eighth seed. No luck for Carmelo. Gonna get,
4: dude, uh, he was going to be my most improved player. He went from not being able to play on a team to being a starter. I
0: mean... I guess that counts as most improved. I mean, goes from not having a job to having a job. I mean, it's hard to beat that. <laughs> yeah? Yeah.
4: Um, and then at seven, I got the Kings. I just... Uh, I know last year, I think they started a little slow. So I think new coaching... I think they'll start slow, but I think at the end of the season they'll start winning a lot of games and squeaking that 7 spot. Uh, the Jazz at 6. We the Rockets at 5. Oh. Um, I think both the LA teams are going to kind of fall down. I got the Clips at 4, and the Lakers at 3. And then the Mavericks with the MVP at number 2, and then Denver's going to win it all at number 1. Whoa!
3: Okay, hold on. Let's see if we break this down right. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah, man. Alright, so so you have the Mavericks. Mavericks at two. Mavericks at two, okay. Alright. I feel very nineties esque, like late nineties, early two thousands about this selection right now. This is Dude. I, I, I don't I don't hate your Nuggets pick topping this league topping this, this conference. I just I they're just so good if you from top to bottom as a team and they're just oh, even yeah. better. So and, I don't hate that, I will say. I, I gotta say the Nuggets pick at the top that's Honestly, probably closer to what's going to actually happen than what probably my picks were are. Uh, Obviously, I love your Kings pick making the playoffs at number seven. I'm just, I don't know. You know, I think that's that's great. But I I gotta say, I I don't know, man. The Lakers and Clippers at at four and five, or through it, four and five, or three and four, three and four. Three and four. Woo!
4: I I just think both teams have such like not they're not super young, so they still are going to rest players a lot, and they're going to lose games in that. And with
0: just how talented the West is, it's only going to be like one game between like first and fourth. Like yeah, have seen that with the Clippers already during Kawhi's load management and Paul George coming back, they've lost some games they should yeah. win. So I mean, it's not a real
1: yeah, possibility. I, I mean, and I think the Lakers are going to be ending up doing the same thing
4: closer to the end with LeBron James. You can't. LeBron James can't play as many minutes as he's playing now. Like he will tell you otherwise.
0: Video.
4: Yeah. Don't, I, don't I, let LeBron James. Video. Video. <laughs> but, I think just that's why I just take a couple games from both those teams. And I was just like, sorry, put the younger teams above them just because I don't see as much load management happening with
0: Denver, who's really young, and the Mavs, who are really young. That's not bad. I mean, the both Mavericks and the – they're all in the playoff runs, right? I mean, Nuggets are towards the top of the conference. The Mavericks are right in the thick of it. So, I mean, all they have to do is continue pace and then come on strong at the end without load managing. It's very possible.
3: Yeah, no, I mean – Yours is probably way more realistic than my pick, sorry. I'll be honest. All right, well, let's hear yours, Mr. Whoa! All right, so I'm just going to go ahead and say Dallas Mavericks don't even show up in my top eight. Uh, I have them second to worst in the Western Conference because I see Porzingis getting injured and Luka do-it-all magic, man. Getting injured as well, and them just falling apart. You will refer to him as your highness from now on. Look, I will refer to him as your highness if they finish second in the West and
0: take a, like that. Uh, that I would refer to him, as whatever. Based on where you have him finishing, they would honestly only win twelve more games the rest of the way. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, we're you're anticipating everybody getting injured and Rick Carlisle only coaching on meth the rest of the way.
3: I mean, you've seen the you saw the Mavericks when they lost their big players previously, and I feel like this is just in this case they have two guys. That if if both of them get hurt for any extended length of time, it's over. I mean, you can say about it almost every time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We talk about this in our duos. It's one of those things. As everybody says healthy, it's a different story. But I just – that's one team I don't think gets over the injury bug just yet. Okay. So so. I I also don't have your Jazz pick in there. I like the Jazz, but I have them on the outside looking in two games back of the eight seed. And I have – Four teams tied at forty two and forty for the eight seed. Eight well sorry, it actually goes all the way up to the six seed. So I have the Trailblazers, the Warriors, the Kings, and the Suns all tied at forty two and forty. I have the Suns on the outside looking in with the Kings at eight. The Warriors at seven just because I think Steph comes back and gets healthy and they figure things out like they did of old. You get Clay coming back for the playoffs. If he comes back for the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, he comes back for the playoffs. Word is he's not, but we'll see. And then I got the Trailblazers by default with the tiebreaker taking in the sixth seed. Um, it's again, it's, it's another it's one of those teams. These three, these four teams, they could literally mix match however you need to. Um, New Orleans Pelicans at the five seed. I just, I think they figured it out. I think you know they finally. Lonzo is going to Lonzo, which is just going to play. Simple, straightforward offense. Hit the open man, and he's going to play pretty good defense. I think Brandon Ingram shows out a little bit more like he's been doing.
0: He might be your most improved. He might have to be most improved player if he gets this high. Gets him hey. this high, honestly. He's going to be have to be their leading scorer. Too. Look, JJ
3: figures out wherever his shot disappeared to, and it decides to come back down to New Orleans. I think that's going to happen. Uh, Zion's going to look like Zion when he gets healthy. And I don't know. I, th- I feel like there's just a lot to be looked forward to with the Pelicans, and in this West right now, I think there's a chance for the Pelicans to.
0: Jump over everybody. I'm intrigued because you had R.J. Barrett as your rookie of the year. I did, but you have. I feel like for this to happen, Zion's going to have to Zion it at like 20 and nine, which is what people think he'll do. And that's going to be, I, I,
3: I, the, you, I mean, if you listen to my, my reasoning behind R.J. Barrett, it's because Zion is injured, and I will not give an award to somebody who misses more than a quarter of the season. Zion's going to miss a quarter of the season.
0: So you're still thinking he comes okay. back and puts up rookie-tier your numbers? You're I think saying he's going to be god amongst men because <laughs> have you seen the man? He's literally
3: like a freaking like hole he's, on steroids.
0: Six I mean, foot five power forward still. <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah. Uh, so at the four seat, I got the you're 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 your leading team, your, the Denver Nuggets. Denver. Um,
2: okay.
3: Yeah, but I like I like him. I just I don't know. I think this is a top-heavy league. Um, and three, I got the Houston Rockets. Uh, I mean I think okay. Brody and Brody and the beard figure it out
0: it sounds like a terrible law firm
3: it does it really does <laughs> I think um, it would be like a crime show yeah and then I got the battle of LA up at the t- uh, first and second seeds I got the Lakers at two Clippers at one and let me tell you guys it hurts me more than anybody else to put LA teams at the top of this this board but honestly I think the Clippers are number one it's just I think they're too good even when they rest Kawhi I think they still have Lou Will there, who has been doing it on offense since he was in the crib. And he got Paul Jordan. And Harrell, too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Montez Harrell. Like, I mean, there are pieces there to make a team even without Kawhi or without Paul. As long as they alternate when they rest him, If they rest him at the same time, then it's going to go downhill.
0: And Doc's been doing some of his best work in the last couple of years, honestly, too. Like, I think he rode the coattails of that first Boston team a little bit. I think that was just having too many stars, and it was too easy. But now he's definitely... He's showing out why he's one of the better coaches in the league for the Absolutely. last couple of years. I, I do
3: think it's, it, you Agreed. know, I know I mentioned about Doc being overcoaching sometimes. I think this is a time where he's kind of sitting back and coaching only when he has to.
0: I think getting his son off the team helped a lot too. I think that has had a little too much conflict of interest. And now that he's not also the quote unquote GM, he's just the coach. Oh boy, now we see him digging into that bag of tricks.
3: Yeah, and this is another one. This is separated by one game between the Lakers, the Rockets, and the Clippers. I, this could honestly be flipped one way or the other. I mean, this Western Conference can can be flipped from one to eight. I well, probably closer to one to six, but really you can just flip this how uh, as you need. But I do think these are the top eight playoff teams.
0: Basically, and you have it as if so, one one team misses their best player for a week, they could draw from the Rockets could draw from three to seven. Basically. Yeah, that's or vice the, versa. the Mavericks.
3: I mean, honestly, if they if they fall off for two to three weeks or have a stretch of a month where they win three games out of eleven, like. That's going to be not
0: good for them in the Western Conference. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I basically want to split the difference with you two on the Mavericks, and I'm going to put them at seven. I have the Suns at number eight. Devin Booker, is he's been so good his whole career, and now he's even stepped up to another level. He's going to be in that title for scoring champion. He's going to average 28 this year. I, he's more efficient. He's playmaking a little bit more. He's got that, he says he's a Kobe fan. He's starting to look like that young Kobe towards the end of the Shaq era, but before he hit that mamba mentality best player in the league status I'm not saying devin will get there but i think devin booker's game is kind of similar to how he can just get buckets yeah, when deandre ayton yeah. comes back he looks so good at the end of last year and i think as he gets going that gives him a big guy having a point guard and ricky rubio makes so much difference for this team they distribute the ball not just a bunch of isolation they got a lot of pretty good three and D shooting type forwards as well I really like this team. I think they're going to be the eighth seed. I think they finally get out of this, oh, Phoenix, you suck, trend. I think they finally make it happen. I think if they could have got, like, a Zion Williamson or an R.J. Barrett or something like that, I think we'd all be like, oh, the Suns, yeah, let's move them a little bit higher if they would have got one of those top three guys or John Moran. Oh, hey,
3: they did. They just secretly stashed them away at their their G League their team. They got Jared Harper. That's By the way, if you haven't been watching G League, dude's averaging 30 points a game along with 14 assists
0: well there you go if he comes up then they got yeah. something so he's so one.
3: like you know he, he's their two-way player jared harper is so he's you know kid out of auburn rookie out of auburn that i obviously am a big fan of uh final four team This should have been a
0: championship playing team moving on
1: <laughs>
0: at number six a little bit different you guys i got the nuggets of six i love how deep they are i love me some Jokic. jamal murray's ascending I think they don't quite have enough to consistently be piling on. I think the stretch of this Western Conference will wear on this young team a little bit more. Want all those big-time games back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Even though they're young, I think sometimes it'll be hard to keep up with those teams. Like, all right, we beat the Rockets in the next D play Lakers. It's like, goddamn, there's Anthony Davis and LeBron over there? Oh, my God, that's going to wear on a, this young team a little more. Still, I think they're going to be towards the top most of the way. And then, like you guys said, a few games are going to separate them. I feel like they're going to draw from, like, three or four to six in the last two or three weeks. Absolutely. Number five, I got the Jazz. I don't know why you guys hate the Jazz. Have,
4: six.
0: I'm mostly talking about this guy over here. Well, I'm a Kings <laughs> fan. Still, still, the 90s still hurt me, man. Touche, but Donovan Mitchell's still an ascending superstar. I think he's kind of where Devin Booker's been the last two years. Like, he's really good. He'll get buckets. He's just rounding out his game. I like Mike Conley on this team a leader, an actual tr- prototypical point guard who still has yet to get a technical foul in his career. I kind of want to see him throw hands on occasion, but that's neither here nor there because he's got Rudy Gobert to throw hands for him. And Joe Ingles, who's not scared of anybody.
1: Yeah,
0: I think they have a well-rounded and, I mean, they're so well-coached. I mean, the last couple years, coaching I think is a little underrated in the NBA, and I think they have a coach. So I think Jazz will be at about five. The only reason they're not higher is because they don't have those dudes necessarily.
3: I mean, I, I guess I look at it this way. Right now they have... They lead the NBA in shots within 10 feet and misses within 10 feet. And it's not coming from Rudy Gobert missing. It's coming from Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley shooting floaters mostly. Um, They have just completely abandoned what they do well, and that's really kind of where I'm at with it. If they don't figure it out soon, it's not going to look good for them. But, you know, I do think you're right. Their coach is – Outstanding, and we'll get them going the right way. And Donovan Mitchell will figure it out, and Mike Conley will figure it out.
0: So I, I don't know. I just, for me, I just feel like they've fallen too far back so far. I mean, that's fair. They're not exactly doing. I mean, they're still in the top. They're still in the playoff hunt right now. I mean, they're still like five. But so I basically have them staying home stasis at this yeah. point. And number four, probably a little bit overrating, but I really think they're going to pit pull together. I have the Trailblazers. They have had an absolutely horrendous start to the season, and it's been terrible. I think they hello. Have, no. They have continuity with Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, and all those guys. You bring in Carmelo, who can get you some buckets, and I think a lot of these teams, these players, younger players, kind of look up to him like, oh, God, that's Melo. We watched Melo growing up, so I think that's going to kind of bring him together. Whiteside's looked pretty good, honestly. I mean, he's still trash compared to before he got paid. But he gives him a defensive anchor in the middle. Zach Collins is going to come back later. I think that's going to help them for a late-season push. When Nurkic comes back, too, and I think they could flip Whiteside and maybe get a different player later on. I think I don't think they're keeping Whiteside. I think as soon as Nurkic is healthy and going, Whiteside's gone, and they'll get something in return. And then Rodney Hood, your boy Rodney Hood. Yep. I think they'll be. I think they're going to make a nice little run. I this might be me picking a little more heart than head because I still think Damien's playing at an MVP caliber level right now, and I think he's going to continue to carry this team. And I have him basically. If you match him up with all the other point guards in the West, I probably take Dame over most of them. So I feel like he's going to right this ship and they're going to get rolling. It's going to take some runs. They're going to have to have some 20 out of 25 game win streaks, but I think that continuity and they're not going to be load managing, honestly, they're going to be playing, but they've also gone through this type of grind before. So it's not going to be like the nuggets. That makes sense. I have them kind of splitting the middle between the battle of LA and the nuggets. So a little bias there, a little bit reckless, a little more. I just want to be right. If it happens a little bit of everything. (laughs) Number three, I have load management themselves. Kawhi and the Clippers, Paul George's, he comes right back in as if he wasn't injured after an injury, and he absolutely dominates and honestly looks like the best scoring threat on that team some nights. Two of the best defenders in the league in Kawhi and Paul George. Patrick Beverly the ultimate pest. It's like having a damn mosquito on you at all times. But load management, I think they're just going to give away too many games, honestly. I mean, they're, already, they're currently at like four or five, somewhere in that area. I think they'll pretty much stay there. They'll win the big games, like if they play L.A. on national TV again the other la i think they'll show up for that game everyone come in clicking they'll remind everyone they're still the clippers but i just i think the low management's gonna get them number two the other lakers not the other lakers the other la team the lakers lebron looks like he's gonna play at least 78 type games this year i think he's gonna come back with a vengeance point guard lebron when he's actually initiated and kicked in is a deadly force of nature anthony davis is oh my god anthony davis Dwight, How- Dwight Howard's not quite Orlando Dwight, but he's better than every Dwight after that so far, honestly. He honestly should start over JaVel McGee, but right now a six-man, he's balling. Yeah. They can shoot threes. Kyle is coming back healthy, getting rolling. I like the Lakers. I don't think they're going to load manage as much, so I have them at two. Which puts number one, I have the Rockets as the top-rated seed because you have two guys that are stuffing the stat sheets nonstop and are going to win a lot of regular season games. James Harden is going to lead the league in scoring again this year because he shoots at every damn play. Russell Westbrook seems content with getting his triple double in roughly 10 minutes of touching the ball. And he's doing it. So, I mean, basically, are you going to find a better backcourt in the regular season than those two? Probably not. But we're not until we're not the playoffs yet. But as far as regular season goes, you got the last, you got basically two of the last three MVPs. You got, and I think Russell's actually kind of quit chasing the stats quite as much recently when I watch him play. He's actually kind of playing off ball point guard, and he's not just catching shooting. When James Harden dishes it to him, he's not like, oh, I'll give you your assist by shooting. He's like, no, we're going to get a better shot. Yeah. And he drives it off of that. He moves the ball. And I think yeah. when James Harden starts to do that, oh, I've shot the ball 850 times in a week and starts to drop off like he has the last few years, in comes Russell Westbrook being like, oh, wait, I was MVP for one year and average a triple-double. Yeah. So I think they're going to bounce down. They're not really going to – they don't they don't really do the load management, and they're not going to have a drop-off or run out of yeah. gas just because of the way they go back and forth. And they still have Clint Capella, Eric Gordon, a good surrounding cast. and. Yeah. Mike D'Antoni is the ultimate regular season coach. So Rockets will win like (laughs) 60-ish games, honestly. Those two look for real so far in the games I've seen. Like when they played the Clippers, Harden's still getting his on those defenders. Russell Westbrook's still a dynamo. I think they're going to win a lot of regular season games. I got them at number one.
3: I like it. I will say uh, the one thing I've seen out of Westbrook this season that I haven't seen out of Westbrook probably his whole career is he's more controlled. He's probably playing the most efficient basketball he's ever played.
0: He looks like he can play in a half-court offense, not just, oh, my God, sprint. Yeah, exactly. But now when he needs to. He's like, oh, wait, I'm Brody. And in the fast break, I don't want to deal with this team. You have Harden and Westbrook in the fast break. Harden drawing fouls and pulling up for threes and, and stuff. Never and never a call for travels. And then you got Westbrook, who in the open court looks like a f- bullet, basically. I mean, the Coors Light needs to sponsor him Is the Brody bullet, basically. <laughs> all right, so we went through round one. We got all of our seedings. Now we're going to see... Who's going to be the final four? Who's going to actually win their playoff series? We'll start in the East. Devin, who's your final four in the East?
4: Final four, I've got uh, the Bucks,
0: Celtics,
4: 76ers,
1: and the
0: Heat. Okay, so you don't really have any upsets. You basically have yeah. like the top four went taking care of business. Yeah. Any like sweeps, any seven games, or do you think they're going to be pretty comfortable five, six games?
4: Um. I think the Bucks are going to sweep.
0: Makes and sense. And I think
4: the Celtics are
0: going to sweep, and then 76ers, Heat are going to both go five. Okay, so pretty easy for the pretty easy in the East.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: All right, Kelsey, what do you have going on in the East?
3: Yeah, kind of same thing: Celtics, Heat, Sixers versus Bucks. Uh, I, I don't have any sweeps. I have a couple one, you know, the, the lower seat taking one game. But honestly, it's it's pretty straightforward with this. It's you know. I don't think i of them go to Game 7. I'll say that.
0: Okay, So mine's a little different because I also I have the Celtics are going to dominate the Nets. So they're going to sweep them. Maybe Kyrie can give you one. Celtics are going to beat the piss out of the Raptors, probably sweep them or take Same thing they do. I think the Pacers and the Magic, I think it's going to go six just because I think the Pacers will be a little rusty, but I think they'll be in control. They'll be like up 2-0, then up 3-1, and then they'll win in six. Then I have the Heat and the 76ers at 4-5, and five, so this is where it gets good because these are two... You guys have both of them in your final four. I physically cannot. Yeah. So it's a 4-5. I think it goes a violent six. Like, they are going back and forth, and someone will throw fists. I mean, if Jimmy Butler didn't like Joel Embiid, he, I feel like he would whoop his ass. Yeah. But because they're bros, that won't happen. I got the 76ers winning, so a quote-unquote upset is the fifth seed beats a fourth seed in six, simply due to the fact that how can this Sixers team have all this talent and not win a playoff series? I like everything else about the Heat as far as coaching. I like the fit of players. Tyler Hero at the end of the year is going to be a hero. You have Jimmy Butler. You have way, you have a lot of really good pieces, but I think the Sixers have too much talent to get lose in the first round.
3: question is, how long have you waited to get that hero line in this this podcast?
0: I literally just tried to think of something clever and I had nothing, so I shoved that out there.
1: <laughs>
0: so it sounds like we're all kind of in a similar place on the East. I just have the Pacers winning, get advancing instead of the Heat do almost exclusively to seeding, and I really like the Pacers team. So now we'll go to the West. Devin, who's advancing in this overstimulated West? Uh, I've got Denver just destroying the Blazers. I think they're going to sweep. Okay. It's not going to be
4: like it was last year. Okay. Uh, I think Denver's just – they've been – they've done the playoffs. I think they're going to be ready. I think they're just going to kind of come in just strong. I think they're going to sweep. As so much as I love the Blazers and just think they're a really good playoff team, I just don't think they're going to have the talent at that point, just how loaded Denver is. Uh, maps are going to smoke the Kings sweep. Uh, I, uh, and then I think the Lakers and Clippers, they might be sweeps too. I just have sweeps all around in the West.
0: So basically as deep as the West is, Lake. you have the top heaviness being real heavy.
4: I, I just think, I mean, L.A. is terrifying and... Yeah, I just think Dallas is going to be really good, and I just think Denver's going to be the best regular season team, and they're going to be really good, and they're going to be hard to match up with.
0: Okay. So in the West, I have the Rockets taking it to the Suns. They're going to overwhelm them, probably a sweep as well. Maybe Devin Booker gets you one. The Lakers and the Mavericks I think is weirdly competitive, and I think it goes six just because that's that's the weird kind of matchup where you have a giant point guard and a giant Luka. A Chris Stops and a Anthony Davis. They have a weird just matchup height and size and superstar wise. So, well, it'll go six. The Lakers will be in control. It'll just take an extra game. Clippers will I think will beat the piss out of the Nuggets. I think they'll do enough to frustrate Jokic. But I think Jamal Murray is going to get clamped up. Gary Harris is going to get clamped up. There's just way too much defense and all this load management. I think is going to peak in the first round. with that Clippers team, everyone's going to be clicking. Paul George is going to drop a thousand. Kawhi's going to drop a thousand and one. I like the Nuggets, but I think the Clippers, if they don't sweep them, it'll be a gentleman's sweep. This is kind of where they peak. Then the Blazers and the Jazz, really tough series. I think it goes seven. I think the Blazers have just a wee bit more firepower with Dame and CJ. Nurkic will be back. Zach Collins will be back. Don Mitchell will still get his. He'll cook. Mike Conley will have his moments. I just think Rudy Gobert will swat a few shots, but I'll, get, I'll take the Blazers, just a little more star power to beat the Jazz. So. Basically, for me, the top four advance well is just a little more competitive.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, I realized when I made this, I actually messed up when I, I put them into the playoff seeding and actually moved the treblazers against the wrong opponent. So, I'll get to that in a second. But your top two seeds, your Clippers sweep the Kings. That hurts me to say it out loud, but it's going to happen. Uh, Lakers sweep the Warriors. If anything, the Warriors might take a home game. Doubtful, though. Um, uh, so what I messed up at is I put the Rockets versus the Pelicans instead of the Rockets versus the Trailblazers. And so really what's going to happen is the Rockets and the Trailblazers are going to match up. That's going to go seven where the Rockets win. And then the Pelicans and the Nuggets face off, and this is going to go seven and the Nuggets win. I still think it's, it's still top heavy, but it's, you know, it, it is more competitive as well. There's two, two seven game series in this one.
0: Cool. So you got Clippers, Nuggets, Lakers, Rockets. Yes. Cool. Then we'll go to the East now. Who gets to the Eastern Conference Finals? Who are we looking at, Devin?
4: Uh, I've got 76ers that are going to be playing the Heat. 76ers are going to beat the
0: Heat. And then Bucks are going to beat the Celtics. I think they're both going to be in six. Okay, so Coach of, the year goes, Coach of the Year goes down in round two. Yeah. Bold,
3: bold prediction there, Cotton.
4: Dude, the Bucks, man. That team is built so well to go around what Giannis can do. Like... Everyone
3: but Giannis hits threes at a really nice clip. That's so just including Brook Lopez, who shouldn't be shooting
0: three-pointers dude, physically, Brooke but he
4: Lo- does. With Chris Middleton out right now, Brook Lopez is probably their second-best player. It is terrifying to say.
0: That dude was a post machine coming out, out of the college, coming out of Stanford. He, was a, he cooked in the post with all the post fades, the post hooks. He's one of the best scorers on the block, and now he's a damn sniper. What? Just a testament to how advanced your game and always learning, always getting better. Exactly. Cool. All right. Yeah. So, what about you? What about you, Kelsey? Eastern Conference. Who's going to the Eastern Conference Finals?
3: All right. So, well, I got you know Celtics versus the Heat. Uh, I got the Celtics winning this one versus the Heat. I have them winning in six. And then on the downside, you got 76ers, Bucks. I think this goes seven. The Bucks beat the 76ers in seven, uh, Matt setting up a Celtics versus Bucks matchup for the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: Well, I don't have a lot to say cause I have the Bucks versus the 76ers, and I think it's a it's a battle royale. I think Giannis just proves a little bit too much, and Joel Embiid's going to get hurt or get sick and disappear for two games. It's clockwork, so yeah. Bucks will take that one. Celtics and the Pacers I think is a really, really good matchup. I'm going to give the slight edge to the Celtics based almost exclusively on there. they're going to have home court advantage. I think it's going to be a rough series, six-ish, seven-ish games. If the Pacers has home court, I might honestly pick the Pacers. I think with everybody healthy, it's going to be a good matchup, but – I will agree with you, Celtics versus the Bucs in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah.
3: I would say if you were going into Indiana for first for four straight home games, well, not straight, but four home games in a playoff series, that's not a place I want
0: to play ever. Especially not with how they play at home, too. They've usually been really yeah. good at home. Exactly. So now we go to the West. Devin, who's going to the Western Conference Finals? We're, at, we're kind of at the pinnacle here for the West. We've been waiting for this. So I've got Denver playing the Clippers, and I think Denver's one of the hardest teams to match up, but the Clippers match that match up with them so well with how good the Clippers' defense should be and is, which is all of those amazing defensive players.
4: Um, and they match really well against Jokic, too, which I think if they can take Jokic out of the game, which they're going to do, Clippers are going to take it. But I still think it's going to be in seven. I think the Clippers are going to win. And then Mavericks, Lakers, the Lakers are just going to be too
0: much. Mavericks are going to lose. you are going to lose in five. No love for Luka at this point, but I guess Dude. from MVP to finals MVP, I guess. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, who do you have going in the West? Okay, so
3: I have see, the same matchup. It would have been the Clippers-Nuggets at one and four, and I got Clippers winning. Uh, this, exactly for what you said. They match up so perfectly with them, it's hard to stop it. I mean, you got Gary Harris on for the Nuggets, who is kind of a wild card. Oh well, who do you want to throw on? Paul George or Patrick Beverly? Take your pick, you know. And and that's kind. Of, that's not even counting your main pieces, but that's just your back. Your your kind of ex-factor players, and nobody can. Nobody on the Nuggets can really match up with Lou Will coming off the bench. So I think this team is just the Clippers offensively are just set to to beat the Nuggets. And then on the other matchup, you got the Lakers Rockets. This one's a lot more competitive. I think this one goes seven. Uh, I think the Lakers pull it off though just because it's LeBron and AD, and good luck trying to stop those two because we both know Harden's not going to play defense on LeBron. Russell's going to try, and he's going to get thrown aside. Hmm. So who matches up with LeBron? Because Capella's going to try to match up with AD, and that's not going to work either.
0: Eric Gordon, I mean, yeah, there's just no way they don't have a matchup for him. So I have the real
3: battle for Los Angeles, not that crappy movie, Hmm. happening in 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 the
0: Western Conference Finals all right, all right. So it sounds like you both have the battle of la's in the western yep. me the way seating worked out because of the damn load management i have them playing this round so i'm i'll just go to one and four i have rockets and blazers i think the ghosts of russell westbrook's past come into play this game i think the blazers take it in a hard five seven game series simply because i want to i'm curious can westbrook push aside the, the ego and be like hey you know what i'm not going to try and out duel dame because i think that's going to take james harden out of the game because playoff James Harden is not that regular season James Harden has talked about winning a lot of games these two guys have left some to be desired in the playoffs not just they don't put up the same stats and they just don't perform as well even when James Harden drops 40 in the playoffs it's on like 42 shots and it's ugly yeah so I think the Blazers have the playoff experience and with Nurkic and Collins healthy they're gonna frustrate Clint Capella who's and I can't believe I'm saying this who's gonna guard Melo on the Rockets I mean Who's going to guard a pretty good-sized body, actual forward? I don't, who on the Rockets is a forward, really? Yeah, no, you got no matchup for Carmelo. I mean, C.J. McCollum will shoot mid-range shots, something that James Harden and Russell Westbrook don't do. Dame's going to – basically, they're going to wash out the backcourt. Dame and James Harden will kind of wash out. C.J. and Westbrook will kind of wash out, and I think the front court will give you an advantage. So seven hard, ugly games. I think the difference is going to be who gets taken out of their game, more or less. And I think Dame could take Russell Westbrook out of his game just off of... All he has to do is wave, and Russell Westbrook's going to get red-faced. I can already feel it. Yeah. So then I have the battle for L.A. You guys have him in the Western Conference Finals, and because I'm sick of load management, they're playing right here because they can't just play normally, but whatever. I think it's going to be a hard-fought, ugly, lots of... I think there'll be fists thrown at some point, probably. Doc Rivers will probably complain at some point. I think it's Pat Bev and JaVell throw fists. JaVale throws an elbow probably, but yeah. I'm giving it to the Lakers based exclusively on the fact that I think they have a huge front line that I think is going to make it tough for Kawhi and Paul George and them getting to the basket because those two are your are your creators. Patrick Beverly's not a creator by any means. Lou Williams could create, but it's mostly for himself, honestly. I mean, I think what the Lakers are going to do, they're going to put LeBron on one of those two guys just to kind of mitigate it. Then they're going to more or less double-team the other guy. They're like, all right, you can, LeBron's not going to play a lot of defense, but he'll play enough to make Kawhi or Paul George – have to work for their points, and they're going to take the other guy completely out of the game. Who they decide to do it on, we'll see, honestly. like Maybe they just let Kawhi go off and they just take Paul George out of it. So I think the Lakers are, while the Clippers are probably a deeper team, I like the Lakers at the top and their star, their ability to just – I like their star power at the top a little bit more, if that makes sense. I think Kawhi is the best player in the league, but I think LeBron and AD have a strong case for like two and three where Paul George is around that 9-10 spot. And then just the size with Dwight Howard, JaVel McGee, all that, I think – That could create some frustration. If Montrose Howard gets in foul trouble, how are they going to stop Anthony Davis? How are they going to stop Dwight Howard on those lobs? The Lakers' half-court offense, I said in one of our last videos, I think it's the best half-court offense in the game. I think that's where the difference is going to come into play is just getting easy, efficient, LeBron posting up the point guard, then the center or Anthony Davis getting position, he just flicks it up for a lob like some weird, cheesy 2K stuff. Yeah.
3: As long as point guard LeBron shows up, I think I can see. I can see where
1: you're making
0: a point. As long as you get like yeah. actual LeBron, not oh, I'm hesitant. Game one of the season against the Clippers, LeBron. If that LeBron shows up, I change my mind. <laughs> but I'm getting current playing LeBron right now. So both teams hard fought Game Sevens. The West is wonderful. That's who I have going to the Western Conference Finals this is the Lakers, and somehow the Blazers. Honestly, it almost had a pure luck. So late '80s
3: era Western Conference basketball.
0: Basically, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so going back to these, who's going to the finals, Devin? Who's coming uh, out of the i got
4: yeah, 76ers playing the Bucks, and 76ers, they're just huge, and they're super lengthy. And one thing I'd see, uh, biggest thing I think is going to be Al Horford, and Al Horford's deep uh, defense in the playoffs is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and he's also just kryptonite for – most centers, I think he's, but I think he's going to be on Giannis, and he's going to slow him down very well. And I think that's going to be the difference. It's going to be Al Horford's defense, and the 76ers are going to take it kind of the same way the Raptors beat them last second ridiculous shot. But it's going to be in the seventh game.
0: Okay, so you have it being a you have it being a doozy basically to get to the really
4: point. really close, but yeah. Giannis isn't going to be as much of a difference maker.
0: Okay, so. 76ers it is. All right. Kelsey, how do you have this going? Who's going to the finals?
3: Well, much like my current fantasy football matchup against Devin, where I'm winning somehow,
2: <laughs>
3: I'm going to ignore everything he just said about the Bucks being getting beat by the 76ers, and I'm going to make sure they get beat by the Celtics. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so,
3: everything you said about Brad Stevens about being NBA coach of the year, Marcus Smart being defensive player of the year, Kemba fitting in perfectly with his offense, They just keep rolling. Brad Stevens, the master of the late game inbound. I don't care what anybody says. I don't think anybody can drop a play better on the fly, given the situation, than him right now. Um, I I do think this goes seven. I do think Giannis wins all all games he needs to win. But the Celtics just are better at home. I I think this, when it comes down to it, it's home team wins every game. And the Celtics just pull it out on top uh beat the bucks go to go to the go to the conference final or go to the nba finals brad stevens we'll see if he can get his ring
0: okay so i have the bucks and the celtics as well i have the seating a little bit differently and i think it's a bad matchup for the celtics who on their they don't have any but they don't have anyone big now that al horford's gone no one's gonna stop yannis he's gonna get his 30 and 15 and 10 and shoot 90 percent from the paint i'm
3: Taco Fall, my guy. Taco
0: Fall. Yeah, I'll take the Euro freak. Yeah, I'll take the Euro freak over that one, honestly. Taco Fall probably gets a concussion for trying to
3: block Giannis
0: and hits his head on the rim.
3: That's
0: what you get a concussion for. So I I see the Bucks winning this in six. I think the Celtics have really good wing players, but I don't think they're going to be able to get around like Chris Middleton. They The Bucks still play really good defense, and Chris Middleton can get buckets. I think he's a little overlooked in this. I know he's hurt now. Brooke Lopez is going to pull Taco Fall away from the basket, where Taco Fall is going to jump to swat it and hit his head on the ceiling lights. <laughs> so I'm going to give the edge to the Bucs. I think it's a pretty good series. I don't think the Celtics quite match up with Giannis. I think he's going to be on another level, almost trying to win back-to-back MVPs, basically. Yeah. So I'm going to give it to Giannis and the Bucs going to the finals, almost exclusively due to the fact that they have Giannis and nobody else does. I think Giannis is going to make that climb for a top one. W- the top player in the league.
3: See, for me, I, I I look at the Bucks and I see Giannis, and then I see a bunch of guys that can't match up with Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Kemba Walker.
0: I think Kemba Walker is going to be the problem trying to stop him. I, I don't, think I, don't I think, think they he, stop
3: Kemba, and I don't think they can stop Jason Tatum.
0: If they decide to put Giannis on Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum's gone. I think.
3: But then what about Jalen Brown? What about Kemba? What about? Is cancer? What about Gordon off the bench? You know, you got
0: you got a lot of pieces in Boston. I don't know. Is Gordon come back healthy? Is what I'm thinking. Can Jalen Brown do it? I haven't seen enough of him. Can he basically go be your go? He's a really good ancillary piece, but I don't know if he's that dude. Yeah. Like I said, Kemba's gonna get his. There's really not. They can frustrate him maybe. Like they have some good defensive guards. They got some good players. Uh, Chris Middleton's gonna probably not equivalent, but he'll do enough to mitigate the damage. Honestly, Brooke Lopez, I think he's gonna feast. I think it's gonna be kind of like last year. When they did play the Celtics, Brooke Lopez got his in pretty good abundance. So.
3: I will say if, if your prediction comes true and the Bucks win, I think 100% this game comes down to, while well, you said Giannis, I think it would come down to Eric Gordon. Not Eric Gordon, sorry, Eric Bledsoe. 100%.
0: Like, I'm I thinking think if Bledsoe, he can shut
3: down Kemba.
0: I don't think he can shut him down, but I think he's going to frustrate him enough so he's not dropping 30 on 50% shooting with step backs like he's back at UConn. Exactly. I think Kemba's going to have to earn it, basically.
3: Yeah. that so. would be that would, I can definitely see that happening if, if Bledsoe can step up.
0: So now we're gonna go to the west where you both have battle for LA at this looks like. So Devin, how does your LA battle royale play out?
4: Uh the Inglewood team, good old Clippers, they're gonna beat the Lakers. Okay. Um I just uh,
0: the wings are now like the most important thing in basketball and you just have the Clippers have the best two wings. Don't tell the Rockets they, that. I I mean <laughs> No comment. I, <laughs> they're just so good. They got, and they're
1: both amazing on defense and I just think what well, we saw Kawhi do last
4: year is just it's going to happen again and he's just going to be a force and I just don't see anyone stopping him
0: best player in basketball probably so that makes sense I, he's, he's my who I think is the best player so I just so I got the Clippers winning
4: in seven and it's going to be just packed house crazy games and Some I do days. think there's probably going to be a fight if not multiple fights
0: yeah, somebody in, the, somebody in the parking lot is probably going to get shot, unfortunately. But, I mean, like, not a player, but, like, a, a fan. There it's, yeah. it's will yeah. be blood. There will be blood. It's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. And I will not be at any of those games because I value my life. So. <laughs> exactly. So, Kelsey, how do you have your battle of L.A. playing out?
3: All right, well, I'd be lying if I said I don't see the Clippers winning. Um, I, the Clippers, I, I do think, win in seven. But I think the biggest thing is, like, everything you DJ, you said about the Clippers-Lakers matchup in your, your round matchup in the second round, I, I think you're right to a degree. But I think when it comes down to it, you have three outstanding defensive players for the Clippers versus two outstanding offensive players for the Lakers. And I think that discrepancy, I don't think they're going to match up man-to-man. But I think you can alternate Patrick Beverly and Paul George on LeBron – and let's not forget Paul George
0: before his break ankle break was l- the bane of existence for LeBron. Well, I mean LeBron was still getting his, but I know what you get, they could go head to head. Like they were. Yeah, at- it was
3: it was a great head to head matchup between the two. And then you know Kawhi has stepped up. Kawhi is honestly, in my opinion, right now probably the heir apparent to Jordan. Um, now, I, as everybody knows, if you've listened to any of our podcasts about NBA, you know how much I hate talking about the heir apparent to Jordan. But if you just look at what Kawhi is doing, his game, how he's styling his game right now, it is very Jordan-esque. It's very Kobe-esque, and his defense is outstanding. But his offensive game right now is just deadly. It's clean, absolutely deadly. Um, I don't think Patrick Beverly's gonna get you anything offensively, but I think Montrez Harrell can. I think you know Lou will get you offense. They don't. They have Zizich to match up down low. Um, it's not gonna be me wrong. He's not as, as athletic as AD. I just. I feel like this is dirty, ugly basketball. There's no Showtime Lakers. There's no Showtime Clippers. There's no, you know, There's. It, it's not going to be fancy. It's going to be 100% no blood, no foul, uh, you know, in this game. And there's going to be lots of blood.
1: Hmm.
3: <laughs> that's, that's the way I see it going. So we'll see how, you know, but I, I do see the Clippers winning in seven in, in a really ugly battle.
0: So, my battle of L.A. was pretty much the Western Conference Finals in the second round, more or less. I think as much as the Blazers have a Cinderella run, honestly, Dame's going to be awesome, but they can't match up with the Lakers. It's going to be, I'm not going to say easy, but it's going to be a comfortable five or six. I mean, LeBron's going to LeBron. AD's going to AD. They can't match up with him across the board. Kuzma's going to get his. They're... Avery Bradley is going to give fits to Damon, CJ, like they're just, the Lakers are too deep, it's just, the Blazers I don't want to say they're lucky to be here because they're a really good team and I have them beating the number one seed but they were lucky to avoid both of the L.A.s as well as some of those other teams that could give them problems so I think the, I think the Lakers go to the finals, we all have an L.A. team in there, I'm just the outlier with the Lakers I guess going.
3: You are the ugly version of the L.A. Of the LA team, I got the ugliest
0: jerseys ever. Well we agree oh, on that God, one. Scotty Yellow, ugh I'm talking about the Lakers that wear purple right now. Oh, okay. Those yellow-wearing Lakers don't exist in my world. (laughs) All right, so we've reached the point. It's the NBA Finals. Devin, tell us how it goes down and give us an MVP Uh, while you're at it.
4: So, for me, I think it's going to be kind of a little bit of a redemption story kind of for Joel Embiid. He had in the playoffs last year, didn't play as well. He was sick. I think he was heartbroken that he lost that game to the Raptors. I think he's going to come into the finals. we just feeling it, and he's just going to be putting up monster numbers. The Clippers have no one. Like they have one player, seven feet tall, and that's Zubak.
1: Zubak has no defense. Your next biggest player is Montez Harrell who's six eight, I believe,
4: six nine. He fights though, and <laughs> hey, he does fight. I just, I think, I think Joel Embiid has just got, he's got like thirty pounds on him and three or four inches. So I think he's just going to. Too dirty.
0: Is or that just, three or four inches of you're... height, or three or four inches of afro? What is that? Three or no. four inches taller, or just because of the afro? Uh,
4: I think it's four inches, like head to head. Because uh, I'm I know I'm the, just uh, I'm just kidding uh, because
0: yeah, Joe Embiid has some really tall hair on top of it, but he, and, he does. But I just
4: think I just don't see him stopping everything, and I just I don't know. I have some belief in Richardson and.
1: Uh, well, ben Simmons, if they're going to be able
4: to play good defense and slow down enough that Joel
0: Embiid is going to be the MVP and he's going to win you four games and it's going to go to seven. Do you think Joel Embiid hits the game-winning shot fading out of bounds over Kawhi Leonard? I swear I'd be I mean
4: I, I want that to happen. That would, that would be just the complete full circle of exactly
0: what happened to him and that would be amazing. I like it. We'll have to see if Ben Simmons could get the Kawhi Demons out of his head after last year, but I like it. I think that's a pretty it's a pretty good pick. I mean, no one on their team does match up with Joel Embiid if Joel Embiid is playing and not being a pansy.
3: So, obviously, your MVP selection is Josh Richardson, right?
0: Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias Harris with a
3: close second. Yeah. So, all right, so you got Joel Embiid in the, in the 76ers winning in, in, what is it, seven? Seven. Seven, okay. Seven, yeah. I respect your choices in life. I do not agree with them, but I respect the choices you have in life. I have the Celtics-Clippers matchup, obviously. It's another battle between Boston and L.A. Oh, no. What are we doing here? Never mind. It's the Clippers. Just kidding.
0: Yeah, that was pretty anticlimactic since we already knew, but okay. Yeah, I know.
3: But, no, I you know, Brad Stevens, again, I think he deserves an MVP for this sk- for this series. They win in seven. Uh, but I think the actual MVP will go to Kemba Walker. In the most
0: Kemba Walker fashion, hitting a step-back jumper over Pat Bev to win the game. you think they put Patrick Beverly on Kemba Walker in the game? when he, Not I, Kawhi I, or Paul I Jones. think I think Pat Bev eats Kemba's lunch for, for the first half of
3: the series, and then they're pretty even, and then I think Kemba decides Game 7. He's like, no, no,
0: this is my time. This is my house. And he Kemba's it up. So you think that Kemba does enough just in that moment to win MVP, or do you think he does— do you think he just has the best stats out of everyone? It's an ugly series.
3: I think if the game is the, I think the series
0: is the Clippers. For the first three
3: games, I think the Clippers win the first
0: three. So you think they're up three zero? I think they're up 3-0. I think they lose a three zero lead. So you think they're the first team, basically, to ever win. to lose it? That was the most, that'd be the most Clippers thing I've ever heard in my life. Exactly <laughs> right.
3: And so I feel like this is just a story of Matt, of, of what could be. But no, I, I do think I and I think when Kemba finally decides to step up and kind of shut down Pat Bev. Uh, if that's even pot like I don't know if you can do that as an as an offensive player, shut down the defender. But basically, he's gonna he's gonna learn he's gonna be he's gonna take advantage of Pat Bev and just completely turn the series on his head.
0: Okay, I kind of like that. That's a little bit different. I like it. Basically, I can see your I don't like Kyrie ness coming out in that one directly, not even hiding it. Honestly, oh god, I I love Kyrie until he left Cleveland. Fair enough. Okay, actually, no, I like Kyrie until he left Duke. Let's be honest. You liked him after you liked him up until after that game winning shot against the Warriors. And after it's like, oh man, that he peaked, and now you don't like. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So I have the Lakers and the Bucks. I have maybe the next great player. Basically, I have the battle of the last two kings of the East for the last decade. Basically, at this point, I think this is the one team in the NBA that would beat the Bucks. Honestly. I think the Bucs are so good against everybody else. Giannis is the ultimate freak of nature that hates, other, that hates all of the fans of the NBA that aren't Bucks fans because he likes to ruin their team's hopes. And I think they spread the floor just as good, if not better, than anyone. They remind me kind of like of those Dwight Howard Magic teams where they have a force in the middle and snipers around him, but a new modern version of it where you have like Middleton who can get his own shot, Bledsoe who can run the offense, Brooke Lopez who's a 7-foot sharpshooter all of a sudden who can still cook in the post. So I think the, it's going to be a six-game series. I think Giannis is going to—basically him and Anthony Davis are going to wash each other out because Anthony Davis is the one guy that can actually guard him, honestly, that I, when I look in the NBA as far as height, everything-wise. And I think LeBron's going to—he's going to be the most efficient he's ever been as far as, like, 20 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds, 60% shooting because no one's touching him, basically. I think LeBron's going to get the MVP. It's going to go six. This is kind of his swan song, if you will. I don't think he, do, he he's – as far as the next year's playoffs after that, I got the Clip, I already have the – if everything stays true, I have the Clippers taking that one or the Bucks. It's going to come down to them. I think those are the two teams to beat for the next five years, but I think the Lakers get one last swan song for LeBron. Six games, LeBron gets MVP, but it's not spectacular, so the Skip Baylesses and the LeBron haters of the world could still poke fun at it and say, oh, he's still trash. He barely even did. It should have been Anthony Davis with his 21 points a game or whatever you want. But the Lakers have such a deep front line. We saw what gave Giannis trouble last year was the thick front lines like of Toronto. When you had Siakam, you had Kawhi, who's not very tall, but he still, he still plays big. He's long. Gasol, yeah. So those guys frustrated Giannis. My God, the Lakers. You have JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, Anthony Davis, even LeBron when he wants to occasionally stand in the way. She Kyle Cus- Kuzma. Cus- Cus- exactly. I mean, <laughs> Avery Bradley, who's got a little Patrick Beverly in him as far as his ability to defend and shoot. I think this is the Lakers' one swan song run. I think right now they look like the best team in basketball. Everyone, all the Lakers fans, LeBron fans are riding it, but I think they're going to drop off and they're going to lose all those bandwagoners, and that's when they're going to pick it up at the end of the season because I feel like LeBron's best teams are when the bandwagon falls off a little bit. Like both those Heat teams, the bandwagon jumped to KD and the OKC and then it jumped to the, to the Spurs and it jumped to the Celtics in that year too. So I think this is going to be the same type of year though. So. I got the Lakers winning it. I don't like any of it. We have to hear about LeBron James being the goat again, but nobody, anyone with a brain, doesn't quite think he's the goat. He's a top five player of all time, not top two. I think he solidifies it, and then the next year he starts his fall off, and is that's this is kind of the pinnacle of his career, basically at this point. Not the pinnacle, but this is the climax of his career. And then it starts to kind of, then he starts to go into his final chapter of just being pretty good. But I think Giannis makes a statement in this, like he he gets frustrated, but I think he makes a statement, like, "Hey Kawhi, I'm coming for you again." I don't think he's going to have his – he flamed out against the, the Raptors last year in that playoff series. He really fizzled out during those last four games. I think even in this one when he's not as dominant, he's still going to make a statement like, hey, I could be MVP with like 25, 12, and 10, something like that. So guys like Skip Quebec, can be like, oh, no, don't forget about Giannis. He took LeBron over. So there's going to be just enough for LeBron haters to talk trash, but not – I think LeBron gets his final hoorah.
3: I think KCP would have a good series – uh, it, and if, if the Lakers win, like you're predicting, I think it comes – KCP and Kyle Kuzma probably help pick up that extra weight too.
0: They're going to have to get buckets and Avery Bradley. Like they're going to have to shoot basically. They're going have to have to bounce off some of those three-point shots. Yeah. All right. So – and I like I said, I have LeBron as MVP just because anytime LeBron's in the finals and they win, it's going to go to MVP even if Anthony Davis averaged 30 and 10. But Yeah. All right, so that's pretty much what we have for our NBA playoffs. Any last parting words from anybody? Anything that we missed that we need to bring up? Those damn Mavericks. Those dang Mavericks, man.
4: Dude, I'm watching that game right now, man. They're killing it.
0: Ah, and then Kelsey just cried a little inside. A
1: little bit, yeah, (laughs) a
0: little bit. Although I I agree. I like your pick of Luka as MVP. I think he's going to be an MVP candidate for the next 15 years. And I think it starts this year. He's going to get votes at the end of this year, too. I think
4: he'll get votes. I I I think he'll be MVP. He's just... A average team, they've meshed much quicker than I thought
0: they would. We'll see if if Kristaps is healthy, I really like it, but it all depends on his seven foot six knees.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I will say, the one thing I noticed from all of our picks uh, the Kings and the, the Suns, I think we all kind of, like, I, yeah, I'm a, I know I'm a Kings homer, but, like, we all kind of have them in the running to beat those next up and coming teams, too, so.
0: Oh, yeah. That might be something to watch going forward. If the Kings weren't all injured and dead right now, I'd probably have them fighting the Suns a little more competitively. I just think the Suns have a bigger lead right now. I mean, the Suns are in the playoffs right now and pretty comfortably, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah.
4: I think the biggest thing the Kings shouldn't have done was got rid of their coach. I just think the new coach
3: is just not helping them. Yeah, I think he uh, looked better last year I, just, yeah. I, I think Luke Walton is, is not the best coach for this situation right
0: now not at all and he's had a few of his own incidents basically since he took over too So yeah but alright all right, well that does it for this episode of the High Low Sports Podcast we'll be in again next week with some more sports news thanks for listening guys, see you later